Hello everyone and welcome to today's episode. Today's episode is proudly brought to you by our sponsors, the Guitar Ninja Academy. On today's episode, we are sitting down with Matt Churchley, aka Mostly Matt, to discuss all things Mostly Matt. Stick around because that interview is coming right next on Setting the Tone. Matt, welcome to Setting the Tone. Uh, for those of you out there, this is Matt Churchley, aka Mostly Matt. Um, welcome, Matt, to the show. Thanks for having me. Enjoy the show, and uh, it's on my cast box. I've added it to my uh, subscriptions, so everyone should do the same. That's what I like to hear. I like to hear the support. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, so, Matt, I'm going to jump straight into it. You've just recently dropped, I believe, your third single, Creatures of the Night. Um, my favourite one, actually, out of the three, if I'm honest. I, I really like the, the upbeat tempo in the middle of it. It's just really catchy. Um, what kind of, what's, what's been your inspiration behind that track so far? Well, uh, thank you. I mean, um, yeah, it's the third song, uh, third song I've done on my own. Uh, I only started the Mostly Map project this year, so it's obviously still in its early stages. Um, but the theme behind that, I was a little bit delayed with getting it out. I thought it would be... Um, a good song uh, to release just before Halloween because it's got that sort of uh, vibe to it. You, you know yeah, what, yeah, you know I see where I mean? you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the actual, the actual theme behind the song, I'd, I'd written the um, uh, sort of the, the melody and I'd put it all together, and I thought I haven't got any lyrics yet. Um, and at the time, I was seeing the hashtag "Let the Music Play." Um, mm -hmm. you, you and I both know that I've sort of been around the music scene locally for a long time and I've got a lot of friends in the music scene in bands and uh, sound engineers and you know all sorts of different things um, and I saw this hashtag and I thought you know I've seen a lot of my friends that are out of work at the moment you know they're not touring um, there's no other means of, uh, of income really um, and I'm, I'm quite fortunate that I've got a job as well so I didn't I, didn't, I couldn't really empathize with them as much because I wasn't feeling the same, but I, that's where the inspiration for the lyrics came from. It was, um, it was a, uh, okay, how do we deal with this? You know, so it's, it's a bit of a dedication to my friends in, in the music business or the creative arts industry, because it's, yeah. you know, it's not good at the moment. And um, that's where, you know, the creatures of the night, although it sounds like it's a deliberate Halloween based pun or something, the creatures of the night are actually musicians. That's what we are. You know, um, we're the ones that are, still on the roads at two, three o'clock in the morning, coming back from gigs and, you know, sleeping in vans in service stations and stuff <laughs> like that. So, so the creatures of the night are actually us. Um, and that's what the lyrical content's about. It's about, um, you know, it's, it's tough for everyone. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it was just my little tribute to my, my good friends out there. No, I, I appreciate that. I, I share your thoughts exactly. Um, I've spoken to uh, some bands, uh, on the show some of them are fortunate enough to have been able to keep busy whether that be through writing recording rehearsing but everybody in the shall we say entertainment arts industry is literally in the same boat and right now for me I don't see any way out from which is really bad and similar to yourself unfortunately I've got my day job and I can I can empathize a little bit but I can't truly put myself in their shoes and we've both got friends that are, I've, I've got a friend that's sound tech I know you've got a couple yourself there's no end of people in bands and all sorts and it's just really really bad for them I, I just can't stress enough 
what's going to change. But it is what it is. But no, I, I really like the play on, on the lyrics. I didn't think of it myself as creatures or not, as people, you know, like say, people in service stations yeah. at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. And we've all been there. We've all had them nights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have indeed many, many nights uh, in, a, in a van with a bunch of guys. I can tell you it's it's not as fun as it might sound to people. It's not as glamorous either. Um, but yeah, that's that's really where it came from. I mean, there, there are certain lyrics in there like the the we won't stop at 10 p.m. bit is you know it's about the curfew, the 10 yeah. p.m. You know, before this second lockdown. There was the the whole you know well pubs can open but only till 10 p.m. and it's like pubs aren't going to book you, clubs aren't going to book you if you can only go till 10. You know, um, and it's you know things like that. The, the whole of the first verse is you know imagine a world without out of sound and that's kind of what it's like at the moment you know we've we've all uh we've all moved to online um to sort of record you know home videos i've done it myself you know um but it it isn't the same it's not quite the same as that feeling that you get from uh, an audience vibing back at you and and as a spectator as well it's not the same sort when you're seeing a band right in front of you and you you know that they're on form or or whatever so it, it's not quite the same um but like you said, it could be, um, it could be a long time before it's back to normal. Um, so unfortunately, we're just going to have to deal with it. I'm obviously not, I'm not telling people to rebel and go and play secret shows and mass <laughs> gatherings. That's not, that's not the message at all. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to condone that. But um, but yeah, it's just a, just a bit of a tribute, and and I think you're right. It's gonna, it's gonna take a long time for it to recover. Yeah, no, really, it's it's absolutely heartbreaking. Um. I've got a friend of mine, a guy called Paul Harris. I don't know if you've heard of his name. He photo um, does photographs for bands for Karam. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've, I've heard the name before. Um, yeah. And he, he, I believe it was him that messaged me a few months ago and saying, "This is going to hit big bands as well as little bands. It's going to be bands that you're not going to afford of that are going to call it a day." And I, and I kind of sat back going, "You're right, it is." And I hear exactly what you're saying. It's you know, as much as streaming, I've seen a few streams, you know, I've watched the all-time low stream with Liz and we really enjoyed that. And there's been a few bands that have streams, but it's not quite the same, unfortunately, because I've seen with yourself, I've, I've been to a few of your shows um, when yeah. with Dead Frequency and you are like the ultimate showman. You definitely feed off, off the crowd and you love it. You, when you're getting that reaction back, I can see it in your face. It's a big smile. So unfortunately, you can't necessarily share that if you're streaming to a few hundred or a few thousand people whatever it may be so it's really tough it really is um yeah. just going to touch on it like so this is obviously a sidestep if that'd be fair to say from what we've yeah. used to seeing you um i think you're a little bit like myself that you appreciate most genres um i'm gonna hold my hands up and say that i struggle with the pop genre i have done for a long time <laughs> um i'm not gonna hide behind it. i'm not gonna try and say i love pop but as a kid, I did, and I'm going to throw it out there, guys. I used to be a big Britney Spears fan, so it's kind of weird. Oh, we to pop. It was there were no, no we good days. <laughs> yeah, um, but definitely, like, we, I know yourself, and I'm like it. I want to try my hand at many different genres and seeing if I like something. And I think that's exactly what you're doing with that your project, mostly Matt. Um, but kind of. What drove you to go down the pop route rather than, say, more of an electronic route or even a hip-hop route from, obviously, Dead Frequency, just sort of stepping across there? Well, the thing is, I mean, that's a good question. Um, I've always been a fan of pop, and I've never I've never hidden it. Um, mm -hmm. Like you said, I've, I've been in bands, and I've always been part of sort of the punk or the pop-punk scene. 
um, and that's kind of predominantly what I'm known for. Um, but you know, you've you've spoken to me before about music, and if if anyone sort of gets to know me, they realise that oh, actually, this guy's really into you know things like ABBA or um, you know. Mm a load of Europop. Everybody knows I'm a huge fan of the Eurovision Song Contest. You know, I make no secret of it. Um, so for me, it was just, uh, it was a few things coming together at once. I mean, uh, I got the furloughed, so I was I was off work for over two months. Um, I've always loved pop music and I couldn't practice with the band. Mm-hmm. So it was a case of, do I sit and do nothing or do I, I try and keep some sort of creative flow going and and just keep myself musically active. Um, and the obvious conclusion was, well, just do it on your own. Um, and I've been I've been fiddling around with uh, sort of demo ideas and songs on, on my laptop for years now. But uh, I just said at the start of lockdown, I need something to do. And uh, I said, I'm going to learn the process of actually recording properly, you know, uh, vocals and, and mixing them and, and blending it as best I can, uh, especially for a home setup. I mean, I'm in... This is my home setup now, um, and that, that that was really it. You know, so it was it was all of these things coming together. It was it was just the right thing to do. Um, but going, leading on to your uh, question about what made me choose pop is it's 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 what I listen to. You know, it's what I like. Um, and I'd say that in terms of my songwriting, if you if you transition dead frequency or, or pop punk. The, the key word in that is the pop bit mm-hmm. and and that's what I've that's how I've always written songs even you know I always say that a punk song or a pop punk song or a rock song it is just a pop song with guitars and drums and bass and a couple of cool looking dudes behind it you know that's that's yeah. essentially what a song you know a, a decent you know song is and uh so for me the transition was quite easy because it was just okay so I haven't got the guitars at the moment and I haven't got the drums and the bass so what how do you transition it and it's like oh look at all these instruments that you've got on your laptop that you can use instead um so the structures are the same uh, the chord progressions are all the same um as as what i've always written uh, it's just uh in a different way it's just come across in in a slightly modified sort of sound and and a, a different way to what people are used to um but that doesn't mean to say the door's not open to like you said electronic um you can do anything drum and bass you know there's all these opportunities and that's one of the good things about doing it on your own is if i have an idea now and it could be totally different to what i've done previously you just release it and see what happens you know there's no there's no real consequence to it um so yeah but traditionally i've always been into pop music and and it was just it was the right thing to do i knew something i wanted to do and express that side of me uh, so people get to know me a bit better. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I know that um, you know whether it be alongside Dead Frequency or even when Dead Frequency were kind of having some downtime, you went out um, and did cover shows. And I've seen with your your cover shows, you you do a variety of genres. You know whether it be Bon Jovi in there. I think I've even heard some Aqua in there. I may have heard some Aqua. I don't know, but there's there's such a mix uh, with you with your styles that you draw inspiration from so I think it was probably just easy for you to take that transition to go from okay well like you say you've got some downtime going to move across and this is what I want to do so I think that's absolutely awesome what's the I guess for the mostly map project what what's the plans going forward are you going to keep releasing singles or are you going to maybe work on an album or a small EP first 
Yeah, somebody somebody asked me that recently. My friend Jay Script, he's a he's a local musician as well. So shout out to Jay. Um, I hey, like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess I quite enjoy the singles thing at the moment, especially with things like Spotify and you know uh, streaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can if you can keep yourself relevant in terms of releasing something every six weeks or eight weeks or or whatever it is. Um, it's a lot easier to engage with people because you've always got something new. Yeah. Um, the thing I'd struggle with at the, at the moment, and it's not an excuse, but it's uh, it's purely a time factor. So to try and sit down and, and get an album out, you could be looking six months down the line before I release anything else because um, I'd have to fit it in around my work schedule and, and, and things like that, you know, and life. Um, so the single thing works works quite well at the moment. I'm not ruling out completely. And, an album at some point or or like you said maybe a four track ep or or something like that but at the moment i'm quite happy sort of releasing singles and and you see the formula for people just releasing singles at the moment and it seems to be the right thing to do you look at people like bass hunter you know he's just releasing singles now and there's a there's a group uh, from austria called the italo brothers and and they just release songs but it's it's nice because every six weeks when you've you know just gotten over that initial oh wow this this is amazing you know and it sort of slides down your playlist a little bit all of a sudden they've got a brand new song out you know so it's every six weeks they're coming back to mm-hmm. the forefront of of your playlists and and your sound and stuff like that so there's that and and the the plan at the moment for the rest of the year is I'm actually starting work on my Christmas song tonight got to have Ooh. the Christmas song obviously yeah everyone's um, got a Christmas song yeah, and it's that's something I've wanted to do for years, years and years, and uh, I've never had the time—not the time, but the the right moment. And again, we're we're currently in this thing where it's the right time to do it. Um, but hopefully, that'll be out in the next couple of weeks. So I really need to get to work with that. But 2021 onwards, let's just see what we can do. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully, um, fingers crossed. Uh, you know, you might be able to do a show or two um, that people can come and see, you know, you showcase your your new solo project. So that, that'd be nice. But I take your point, what you're saying about singles, um, you know, I think there's so many ways you can look at that. And there's so many arguments. You know, you've got the argument, you know, we've all got the argument with Spotify and iTunes, you know, and the, how little some artists are getting off the revenue from the streams. You know, you've got a stream, I don't know, something like 10,000 streams to get you know something like a penny which is absolutely ludicrous so we could be here all night debating that alone and you make a good point about staying relevant or keeping fresh you know not not everyone these days seems to have i wouldn't say the attention span that's probably a bit harsh but maybe the time to listen to maybe like a 15 track album like they would have done 10 15 years ago everyone's sort of on the move and you know and constantly go so that like you say a new track every six weeks just keeps that playlist fresh and you know just keeps it there so that's a fair point and it's like you say, you're not getting hurt by streaming if you were, you know, if you were focusing on, you know, some people might go, oh, I'm not making anything off this album. But if you only put the track out, you know, the streaming theme won't really yeah. affect it too much. I mean, the, the thing about streaming is you need to really look at it before you go into it. Um, when I put my songs up, um, if you're a, if you're a musician, I'm trying to think at the moment who's who's pretty big. So you've got someone like Ava Max, who's massive in the pop world and uh you know she can release a music video and have a million a million views within 10 minutes or or a day or whatever so for those guys and and sort of the major major industry players and labels 
Spotify is still a, a source of income for the artist and for the for the label. Yeah. But when you're an independent artist, you have to you have to go into it thinking I'm going to make a, a single penny at the moment from streams. You know, and and that's not the intention behind releasing it. It is purely build your network, build your fan base. So when I release a song on Spotify, I know I'm not there to make money from it. It's there to say, hey, hopefully you'll enjoy this, and hopefully you'll jump on board for the next the next song, and and so on and so forth. Yeah. So it's for me, it's more of a tool to just get heard and get it out there. And you know, the end game is that hopefully you can transition that from well, it was to create a following, and oh. All of a sudden, oh wow, you are getting ten thousand streams, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, but it's it's a stepping stone, and and at the moment, it's just a great tool to to get yourself heard. But I I would agree with what you said about I think it is a attention span. We're we're all we're all the same, you know. Uh, we're all victims of um, the phone generation, you know. I, <laughs> I spend I spend <laughs> spend most of my day on Twitter and and all that, and um, so I'm not I'm not blaming anyone else or, or saying it's everyone else. I'm I'm one of them, but you're attentive because there's so much available, readily available in the palm of your hand now. It is a competition and you're constantly fighting, you know, uh, fighting for people's attentions. That's why you see adverts pop up every four um four posts on Facebook. You know, it's all these companies that want your attention. Buy yeah. it now, get this, get that. So I think you are right that to try and keep somebody's attention for a, a 12, 13 track album um it's probably very difficult nowadays um and it's it's there's nothing wrong with that it's just you kind of have to adapt and just and work with the times and at the moment from my personal opinion um singles are the way forward for the time being uh possibly an ep um but at the moment albums uh again unless you're a, a big player i don't think albums are really unless you're doing physical sales if you're still selling to like a mailing list I know a lot of guys that um, they're still they're independent, but they're still they've got a massive mailing list, um, and they offer these CDs and vinyls just just to that audience of mailing list, and you know they're making good money off of that. So there is that avenue as well. But uh, if you're looking at streams and and revenue, yeah, keep going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it, it literally is. You can have two different arguments. It's two different worlds. I'm still very much an opinion. You know, I've had this conversation with a lot of people. I love my streaming because it's quick, it's easy, it's in the palm of my hand. But mm-hmm. give me that physical product still because I look nothing. There's nothing greater than me looking through a CD and looking at the artwork and getting the buzz off that and looking through yeah. the album liner notes. You know, I've even gone back to being a bit of a sucker, and I'm like, I've said to a few people like, that's it now. All 2020 releases are vinyl because the artwork yep. just pops, and I love it even more. So, yeah, I, c- I can take both, but give me the choice. I, I still have a physical release. And that goes for whether it's a major artist or even some of you local guys out there. So that's awesome. Um, do you see any sort of cross crossover between what you've done with, pa- um, not Padded, completely different band. Completely, <laughs> uh, Padded, yeah. Completely. I mean, I <laughs> I, I miss them. Um, thankfully, yeah, one of them only lives around the corner for me, so I do see them occasionally. Um, Dead Frequency, that was where I was getting to. Like, has it been like, have you kind of, like, when you've been writing the free track so far and anything else you've been writing, have you kind of gone, oh, that would fit well for a Dead Frequency track, or actually that fits better for my solo stuff? You've kind of been able to cross anything over. 
yeah, it's, it is a bit of a it is a bit of a battle, um, and a lot of it will come down to when I when I get to the lyrics. Um, so, like I've said before, the 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 chord sequences and the progressions that I'm using for mostly Matt. If if you were to take, uh, for example, if you were to take uh, the song "Tomorrow Will Be Mine," my second second single, um, that was actually born out of a failed song attempt for Dead Frequency. Okay. So we had a, a song that we'd been sort of rehashing for years and years and years. And, uh, you know, we'd throw it in the set every now and then, but it never quite sort of fit uh, with what we were doing. And I was, I was sat here one day and I was playing and playing through the song and I thought I could, re I could transition this into a pop song quite easily because the chords are already there. And that's how it was born. So it was actually born from a Dead Frequency song. Um, so, yeah, I do have to be careful because i i have a specific way of songwriting um unless it's for someone else because that's something else i've been offering as well so i've been offering to um you know if somebody needs help with lyrics or uh you know if they're a bit stuck with a bridge or something like that i, I i've offered that i'm offering that up as well um but when it comes to my own stuff it's a lot of it is very paid by numbers and 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 simple mm -hmm. you know but that's what i like and, and that's why i kind of want people to to get from it you know and a lot of people if they say oh, i don't want it i don't want to say that it, it's simple music and i think i'm not in i'm not offended by that that is that's exactly the point of it simplicity is actually the key sometimes you know to the best yeah. best songs in the world so it, it, that doesn't bother me at all but it's it all comes down to the lyrics if the lyrics are a little bit more um serious and a little bit a little bit of edge to it then it probably gets thrown in the dead frequency pile um, if I think you can get some sort of badass solo out of it as well, not not I'd be able to do that, but you know it gets gets put in the dead frequency pile, and um, yeah, and and anything that I think, well, that's probably a little bit too poppy for a pop punk band, that gets thrown in the mostly map pile. So, so yeah, there there is a little bit of um, decisiveness going on, but yeah, it's it's tough. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I appreciate. It. I think like you said earlier about how you found the transition because of your love naturally for pop punk and obviously for pop you know you said the key word was pop and I think that's the key to being able to those ideas you can transition because without sounding disrespectful to pop punk music as much as I love the, the the scene and the genre it is quite a simple genre do you know what I mean it's it's not serious it is fun it's goofy and that's exactly what it's meant to be so that's probably why you're finding it quite easy sometimes to take some of those pop punk songs and go actually that can be dialed down into a pop song or unfortunately it can't because it's just too too pop punk but yeah that's that's awesome what's um how what's things like for dead frequency at the moment if you don't mind asking is is that kind of is that parked on hiatus for a time being and obviously the main focus is just mostly matt or are you going to come back around to that if possible yeah i mean at the moment it's a shame really <clears throat> we we had a rehearsal in march when everything was sort of there was speculation of a lockdown etc etc um we had we had shows booked for the year you know we had uh, a load of festivals and you know gigs that we were on the cusp of announcing we had we've got a song recorded you know that's ready to release and we were looking at within a couple of weeks of lockdown we were going to be starting f filming of a music video for it you know so that was a potentially coming out maybe april or may time um everything happened and we we stopped rehearsing and we just said Let, let's put it on hold you know because we want it again everything is timing so we wanted the timing to be right 
we couldn't film the video that we wanted because everything had shut down. You know, we had all these ideas and it was sort of, oh, do we, do we maybe film like a lot of bands have done? I know Goldfinger have done it where they're filming from their own houses, yeah. you know, and it's getting cut together and, and that's really cool. It is, but it wouldn't work for the, the song that we were doing. Um, so we said, let's just leave it, you know, let's just leave it for now. Uh, and then in September, we got back into rehearsals. <clears throat> uh, got back into rehearsals for three or four weeks. <clears throat> and we bashed a load of new songs out. So there was a lot, of, a lot of creativity going on between the three of us. And it was really nice. It was like, oh, okay, maybe we won't do anything this year because gigs still aren't happening. And, uh, you know, there's not much we can do. We still can't film a video, but let's get everything in place ready for 2021. You know, so that's what we were working on. Um, and then bang, lockdown two happens, can't practice anymore. You know, we can maybe mm. Zoom practice, but it, again, it's not the same doing it through a screen. Um, so yeah, it's just on hold until further notice. And it's, I don't think it's any different to a lot of bands, you know, without, we are a live band, you know, we, our, our showcase is the fact that we can have fun live you know so when you take away the main element of a band it's kind of tough to to do anything with it you know um so yeah at the moment it's not we're not split up or anything it's literally just waiting for the time is right and and hopefully that's next year yeah hopefully uh you you're actually absolutely right in what you're saying that you know we mentioned earlier about obviously this whole thing started because of hashtag save our music venues um yeah and i'm 100 i'm all for it especially the local venues um yeah as as all venues but more so the local guys because they need music on to get a, a you know crowd in and punters in to sell beer and alcohol and whatnot and it's just really really bad and just horrible without you know getting too emotional about it, that everything for everybody is on hold you know with i don't even call it lockdown two i call it lockdown yeah. 1.5 it's like when you release an album and you re-release it 12 <laughs> with, bonus, with some bonus tracks I'm, I'm referring to it as that um that's it you know that no, nothing's happening and it's it's just really bad uh because a lot i don't think a lot of people realize that you know we've all had this argument about people coming to shows and whatnot that's a whole different conversation but i don't think people realize how reliant they are on supporting local bands you know like i've said to a lot of people it's i know especially for dead frequency you've got one particular fan i, I can't remember the lad's name i think it's adam but travels up and down the country to come and see yeah. you guys you know and and that's absolutely fantastic i don't think people realize that even if you can't afford a t-shirt and like a cd i've said to people just saying hi to the band just acknowledging and saying that was a really cool set it means a lot and maybe next time you bring someone else along then you buy a cd and then they buy a cd and and I think that's where it's going to hit bands really hard with obviously A, not playing shows and B, survival of bands, unfortunately. So I hope for you guys yeah. that you can come back. Um, what, what's, yeah. what's the reaction like at the moment from like, obviously, have you had any following from the Dead Frequency fans coming over to Mostly Matt? Has anyone kind of gone, hey, we, we support Project A and we want to support Project B? Has anyone yeah. shared any positivity? So, uh, yeah, I've had, a, I've had quite a few people come over and, and the best, the best, it is I'm, I'm mixing people that i've the good thing is being an independent band or being an independent artist is um you have a smaller following but you know them and that's mm -hmm. the really nice thing about it um because because it's smaller you have enough time to actually spend time 
and attention on these people. So if they comment on something instead of, you know, you go on a lot of pages um, and it's by no means me slagging musicians off. But if you're if you've got six million followers on Twitter or whatever, and you're, you're never going to be able to respond to thirty five thousand comments or whatever. Uh -huh, so yeah. that's, that's that's not that's not a negative on them. But, you know, when you're only sort of getting three or four comments at the moment, you can respond and you do get to know these people. And through the years, I'm, I've gotten to know a lot of people that still follow the band, you know, after years and years, and, and they've moved over and they love it, you know. So you will, you'll always get uh, a set group of dedicated people that will follow anything you do. And, and they'll, they'll never say that it's not very good either, even if they don't, even if they're thinking, oh, I'm maybe not keen on this one, they'll still go, yeah, it's great. And, and those guys, you know, they're, they're brilliant. And uh, like I said, a lot, I've made a lot of good friends um, that way. So yeah, I've had that, but uh, you mentioned earlier about the covers gigs. I've had a lot of people come over from the covers gigs as well, because um, I was basically just singing other people's pop songs um, and that's what they enjoyed. So it's basically me doing the same, but with my own pop songs. Um, so that, again, that was easy for them to, to come over. But no, the, the following is actually, um, I was overwhelmed when it first started because when you when you first release something and it's totally new to people, you think, oh, good Lord, what, you know, what, what are people going to think? But the response I got from my first song, Calamera, was pretty amazing. And, and for me, it, it was definitely, uh, it brought everybody together, especially in, in that little group of people that I was talking about you know everybody got together again and it was oh hey how are you and haven't seen you because of gigs not going ahead and etc etc so yeah a lot of people came over and and um they follow it and you know the power of just following a page or liking the page or engaging with it you know I, I keep saying to people please if you like the music just share it or or if you can comment or uh, subscribe to a page you know anything like that those tiny little things all make a huge difference to an artist you know and I'm not saying that it's about having you know the, who's got the most followers it's nothing to do with that it's just by you engaging it gives artists the encouragement to say maybe I am doing something right you know let's keep going you know and it's just those little things that, that definitely make a difference so I'm quite I'm very appreciative of, of those people. No that's absolutely awesome I think you've hit the nail on the head there you know, as much as it's great, you know, if you had, I don't know, say a hundred thousand followers, you know, you've got a following like Metallica fragments, like that's awesome. But like you say, it's just, it's about those small things, you know, just those tiny things that people don't necessarily think means a lot. It actually does. Like I say, whether it is a yeah. high after a gig, whether it is a, a comment on a social media page, it's absolutely awesome. Um, so that's, that's great. I'm happy to hear that the following is there. Um, and without doubt, yeah. of course it was, you know, people are obviously invested in you as a person, like you said, people are supporting you from when you're doing cover shows, singing someone else's song. So that's yeah. great to hear. Um, yeah. Okay. The, the, what do you reckon the biggest transition has been or, you know, between each, you've obviously got three tracks out now. How do you reckon each yeah. track compared, you know, is different from the last one or have you done any, or should I say, have you done anything differently for each track? Have you approached them differently? So the first track, uh, Calamera, was just finding my feet with it, get, making some sort of identity. It was all totally new. So it was like, what do, what do I want the statement to be here? You know, and the main theme of the entire project, um, even now, is I just want, and it's always been the same, even with bands or whatever, I just want people to have that small escape 
from reality because sometimes you know you everybody gets good days and bad days mm-hmm. and sometimes on the bad days just listening to a song that you love and that is just enough just to tip bring you up a bit and say oh actually it's not that bad you know and and that's what I wanted from it so I wanted people to to just have fun and escape from from reality um and and that was the premise of the whole thing um so the calamara really was the statement of okay it's not that bad and and that's that's how it developed so it was you know calamari's um good morning in greek um so and when i i've been to greece quite a few times and every time you hear a greek person say calamara there's this real passion behind it it's <clears throat> when they say when we say good morning to people sometimes it's if you're walking the dog and it's seven o'clock in the morning, you go, oh, morning. Mm-hmm. It, there's no sentiment behind it. But when the Greeks say Kalimera, they, they mean it. You know, it, is it a good morning? It's a good morning. That's why they're saying it. Um, so that for me was, that was the thing. The driving force behind it was this good morning. It's such an expressive word, Kalimera. Um, and, that, and that's where I started uh, with the second song. Again, I, I've always wanted to keep it upbeat because I think it was the right time. That's what people wanted, you know, something a bit fun, a bit bouncy. So Tomorrow Will Be Mine um, was a similar sort of thing. Um, it's similar in tempo. Uh, chord sequence is a little bit different. Um, but the the lyrics were, uh, you know, again, it, it might not be your day to day, but there's always tomorrow. You know, so everything is, everything I try and write at the moment is very much, it, it's not as bad, you know, it can get better. So tomorrow will be mine. Again, there was some, there was some uh, truth, you know, you'll always get better lyrics when you're honest with it. And then, and it's from personal experience. And um, there's the whole thing about, you know, um, it's 8.48 and I'm already late. That was the actual time that I woke up one morning because I missed my alarm. Um, and I look and went, oh yeah, I'm, I'm really, really late for work right now. So you know, rushing around to try and get ready. And, and that's what I explained in the video. That's what the video is about. Um, and I think it comes across when something's genuine. Uh, so yeah, Tomorrow Will Be Mine was definitely a uh, real experience. Um, but again, it's there's hope behind everything and even Creatures of the Night. Um, that, was a, that was a bit of a drive away from what I've done beforehand. The other two were very oh, bubbly, fun, sort of Euro poppy songs. And this was very much more a um, little bit of seriousness behind it is saying, look, I want it to be fun and I want it to be bouncy. Like you mentioned in the chorus, it's it's naturally quite a bouncy song and you've got the do-do-do-do bits, you know, to sing along with. Um, but lyrically, it's a little bit more serious and it's, it's actually quite topical. It's taking on something that's uh, relevant at the moment. Um, so I, I was quite proud of that, but that was a bit of a, departure from what I'd done previously and um like I said there's no set format to where I go from here and um the the Christmas song that I did have planned was again going to be a little bit upbeat a little bit bouncy um but I was talking to a, a friend today and she said you know I've, I've actually spoken to a couple of people and they said what, what's the next song going to be is it going to be a slow one and it was almost as if they were telling me that they wanted it to be a slow one because it's again a departure from what I've done and so at first I said no no it won't because I've already got the idea in in my head you know but after you know 
taking on board these sort of subtle hints that people were making. I thought, you know, and I, I spoke to the friend today and she said, oh, so is the, is the Christmas song going to be a slow one? I thought, damn, that's the fifth person to say that now, you know. Is that what is that what they want? I don't know. So so the next song, you know, I I, I said let's just let's just roll with the decision, you know. So I've scrapped scrapped the upbeat song and and I'm going to work on something a little bit slower, you know, and just something different. And maybe that's what maybe that's what it needs. So there's no set script to where we go from here, but here's hoping it'll be a nice little ballad. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, definitely giving the people what they want, and without even realising that you've been out there canvassing. Without even realising it, <laughs> it was almost like market research. Yeah, I felt like a businessman or something. But um, it would, if it sounds anything like Westlife, I'm sure your wife will be appreciative of it anyway. So, uh, if, yeah. if it's if it's a Westlife box or a, a busted box, um, it should be over the moon. Um, <laughs> I guess uh, final final one for me, Matt. It's kind of yeah. you know a bit of this one's out there. This question, um, dead or alive, any artist who would you like to collaborate with? Ooh. Oh, you should have told me about this one first. Oh, <laughs> um, so could I could I maybe do maybe do two? Could I maybe you do can, you can have two. Dead yeah. And yeah. Alive? yeah. Yeah, you could, think, you could do think, you could do a dead and then an alive person. I think that would be good. It would give me more time to think as well. Um alive. Uh I'd say okay, so if I was I've always as a band it's always been band driven that I'd want to collaborate with people and the obvious things would be like Van Halen, you know, stuff like that. Um, but honestly, for me, band wise, I've always wanted to collaborate with Simple Plan. That has always been the thing. And I think it's partly because I've met all of my heroes. They say you shouldn't meet your heroes, but they've all been pretty cool. Um, I've, I've met all my favorite bands. Um, but yeah, I haven't met Simple Plan, so maybe that's the reason. But I'd love to collaborate with them um, in terms of pop. Oh, I don't know, man. That's a tough one. I'd probably say um, there's uh, there's a producer, there's a, a songwriting producer called Aaron Schuper, and he's yeah, he's cool. So maybe him, but definitely Simple Plan would be my alive one. The whole band. Um, so yeah. That would be that one. Um, dead. Hmm. Wow, man, this is a good question. Um, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go obvious with this one. Um, I'm gonna say Freddie Mercury. I think I think that would be to to learn from the best. You know, one of the best. My my thing is being a front man. That's what I've, I love doing. So to to actually collaborate with the best of all time. You know, you can't you can't buy that sort of um, knowledge that you get from that. So, yeah, yeah. No, we'll stick with that. We'll stick with Freddie yeah, Mercury that. and Simple Plan. What a strange contrast that is. That, I'll tell you what. There's going to be some people out there that I'm hoping a lot of people know Simple Plan, but there'll be a few that don't. Um, and I'm hoping yeah. that everybody knows who Freddie Mercury is because if they are, if sorry, if they don't, <laughs> I'm I'm closing down this this show. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I give I'll, up. Yeah, I give up. Yeah, but no. I, um, Simple Plan are awesome. You know, me and the wife met them a few years ago at Download. Um, you know, and as you know, we're, we're big fans of the pop punk genre, hence why we got into Dead Frequency all them years ago. You know, so yeah. they're, they're great live. And, and Freddie, what, there's nothing that can't be said about him, is there? What more can you add 
about that bloke and that genius. No. Um, phenomenal. No. Absolutely phenomenal artist and musician. I think, I think some of it was as well as like I said, it was it it would be what you'd learn from from him in terms of songwriting. I mean, the the song structures of Queen and the lyrics. I mean, sometimes you listen and go, I have no idea what this means, you know. But that is the that's the magic of it, you know. Things like Fat Bottom Girls. It's like what. You know, this this can be a personal, you know, I said earlier about, you know, lyrics that come from the heart. And it's sometimes you listen to the lyrics and go, these are absolutely genius, but I have no idea what he's talking about, you know, and, and maybe that is the magic. But but yeah, just to add, if I did a, another one that I'd still do alive would be ABBA. I'd, uh, me, we could do a collabo with ABBA. That would be cool. Oh, collabo <laughs> with ABBA. <laughs> Yeah, well, as yeah. you know, they are. I think the rumours they are getting back together. I don't know if it's for uh, a few tracks or if it's a permanent thing, but who knows? Maybe next next Eurovision, you and Abba. I will clear. I will. <laughs> yeah, I will. Um, if they ever get back together and they they play a show, I will clear out my life savings for tickets. I'm just putting it out there now. I will not be missing that for anything. <laughs> but yeah, Eurovision that would be good. Yeah, that's on the bucket list. I definitely like to. Uh, to go and do that or perform it. I, I, ha, I, I volunteered my services. Um, I've said if any country wants me to represent them, I'm more than happy to do so. And I'm more than happy to try and write a nice song for it. So hit me up if you miss them. <laughs> <laughs> Producers, countries out there, hit them up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Matt, yeah. it's been absolutely awesome to chat to you. Um, I'm, I'm quite fortunate because I get the beauty of, you know, speaking to you or seeing you you know, whenever there's shows for them. Yeah. Um, I'm hopefully that my listeners out there have got a, an idea of what Mostly Matt's about and the tracks. So thank you for your time. Um, stay safe. I hope you and Zoe are well, as well as the doggy. And um, hopefully catch you soon, buddy. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. And make sure you subscribe, guys, because um, we need to support each other. You know, uh, we're all in this together. So I can't, yeah. yeah, I can't stress that enough. It's just a simple click of a button. Yeah, you know and I mean? I've done it. You know, I use um, yeah, I use Castbox. Um, so whatever platform you're on, Spotify or you know, Apple. Oh, music I was, was going to plug. I'm plugging you here. But subscribe to mostly Matt. Don't worry about setting yeah. the tone. <laughs> like, yeah, no, no. Well, subscribe, subscribe to both. You know, that's that's it helps everything. It's mutually beneficial. But um, thank you very much for having me, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll get together at a, a gig soon and and have a drink. We will do indeed, mate. Look after. Thank you again for your time. Thank you. See you soon. Bye, Matt. Bye. Bye. Okay, everyone. So that was Matt Churchy, aka Mostly Matt. Uh, Want to once again thank him for taking the time out of his day to sit down with myself and discuss all things that have been going on. If you liked what you heard from Matt and want to know more, please head over to his socials. I will pop them into Setting the Tones facebook page with the social links there so you can check those out with um the youtube link spotify bandcamp um instagram facebook twitter and the website um once again thank you to everyone for checking out what i've got to say today it means the absolute world if you haven't done so already please can I ask you to like and subscribe to set in tone through whatever you're listening to the podcast through and can i ask you to like and share on our socials please um once again thank you everyone stay safe out there until next time i'll catch you all soon bye bye for now